You're listening to the Being Stellar Podcast, the podcast for modern leaders and entrepreneurs who are tired of hustle culture and ready to invite more ease and more prosperity into their lives. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth, master teacher and coach, and I am obsessed with helping you avoid burnout while you create a sustainable lifestyle full of possibility and profit on your terms. On the show, you'll hear inspiring stories of possibility, and you'll get empowering strategies and insights from me to support you in creating your stellar life. Hello there, stellar friends, and welcome back to the Being Stellar podcast. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome. The reason that I'm bringing this topic forward today is because I've had several conversations in recent weeks and I read something that uh, caught my attention. I thought, wow, I've never, never actually talked about this on the podcast, even though I have talked about the fact that I'm a recovering perfectionist and I do work with a lot of high achieving professionals and leaders and entrepreneurs and a lot of people who have imposter syndrome tend to be those high achievers, believe it or not. I want to start this podcast with a quote that I have no idea where it came from. It's something I grabbed, I stuck it in my notes folder, and I forgot to uh, write down the source, which is something I would usually do. So let me share it with you anyways, knowing that full credit to whoever shared this with me, but I honestly don't remember who it was. You are not the opinion of someone who doesn't know or care about you. I think this is something super important for those of us who have ever felt like we're not good enough, which is another way of saying who've ever had an experience with imposter syndrome. You are not the opinion of someone who doesn't know or care about you. So let's give a little background and context to imposter syndrome and see if maybe you have imposter syndrome and you didn't realize it. Like I never considered myself as someone who has imposter syndrome and yet it totally lines up that I have all the symptoms. And the reason I wouldn't consider myself as someone who has imposter syndrome is because I'm quite confident and other people would not believe that I too have imposter syndrome. We're used to seeing people who are afraid to take action, who, who, or super shy or timid and we expect that they're the ones who have imposter syndrome and that's why they don't take action when in fact it's those of us who are actually highly skilled highly capable and highly um, and high achievers who tend to be the ones that have imposter syndrome so if your perfectionist traits have ever made you believe that you're not as good as others might think you are you might be having a bit of imposter syndrome So the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or qualifications that we now call imposter syndrome was first identified by a couple of psychologists in the 1970s, um, Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes. They first coined the term imposter syndrome when they published an article that was titled The Imposter Phenomena in High Achieving Women dynamics and therapeutic interventions. So it's really interesting. They were, they were studying high achieving women 
And that's where they discovered that they, and because they'd been treating them, these were psychologists who had been counseling and treating these women and realizing this is a, a, an epidemic among high achieving women that they don't feel they're good enough or they don't feel they succeeded for any other reason that they were lucky and that one of these days somebody's going to find out that they're not as good as they think they are or as good as you think they are. How do we, I don't know what the pronoun reference is there. Never mind. So they first coined this term in 1978. It's become part of our popular lexicon, our vocabulary, to use the term imposter syndrome. Like, oh, I have imposter syndrome. I'm feeling this. And we talk about it sometimes like it's something we can't get over. And you absolutely can. And I am so blessed to have had coaches and mentors who support me through that. There's from time to time, it still shows up. I know it when it shows up now, so I can intercept it and make a different choice, choose a better feeling thought. And it still happens. For It's not that you get rid of it, it's just you learn to deal with it. So here are five signs that you might have imposter syndrome. And I'm gonna give you these signs because built into the signs are actually the solutions for them. So you might feel like a fraud. And it was interesting. I felt this way when I was a teacher. I was a master teacher. I was at a, literally at a master's degree. I had 15 years experience. I was department head of an elite private school. I led a department of English teachers that I pulled together and turned around because when I came to the school, there was a little bit hodgepodge and it was kind of a mess. And, and, you know, and I, and I did some great things in that school. And yet sometimes I still felt like I wasn't really good enough despite all of those accomplishments. And so when you're, if you're feeling like a fraud, despite your accomplishments and you believe that you're not as competent or talented as others expect you to be, or perceive you to be rather, it's a sign you might have some imposter syndrome. You might downplay your achievements. You tend to attribute your success to external factors such as luck or timing rather than your own abilities. You might fear being exposed as a fraud. You worry that you'll not be able to live up to expectations and that others will discover that you are not as capable as they thought. You might struggle to accept praise or recognition. You may feel uncomfortable when receiving praise or recognition for your accomplishments, and maybe you downplay your achievements. You have a hard time internalizing success. Even when you achieve success, you may not feel satisfied or proud of your accomplishments, and you might worry that you'll not be able to replicate your success in the future. I've been there. I've had huge successes and then didn't believe that I could repeat them. And so guess what happened? I didn't repeat them. I'm at a place in my life and my business now where I am repeating those successes. I am believing with every fiber of my being that I will not only repeat those successes, that I'm actually going to exceed them. And I have, I just had my best month ever last month in my business. So I far exceeded previous months and, you know, working towards doing the same in this month's businesses and uh, this month in my revenue as well. And, you know, believing that I could repeat my successes was a key part of shifting out of imposter syndrome. Now, if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, it's important to recognize that your feelings are not based on reality, that your saboteurs, 
that part of your brain that is trying to protect you from danger is trying to let you know, hey, watch out, careful, like they don't find out you're not good enough, um, you know, because they're trying to keep you safe. They're totally misguided because you are good enough. Just by the very fact that you are here, you are more than good enough. And it's really important to get a handle on those stories that you're telling yourself if you're ever gonna get over the imposter syndrome that you might be suffering with. One thing I know for sure, if you've experienced any level of success, you've achieved that success because of your hard work and talent, and you deserve to be where you are. And even while I said that sentence, I wanna pull it back and take it away from you and from me. Because it, you've achieved success because of your hard work. That's such a tricky statement because we are taught by society, Protestant work ethic and all of that, that hard work is what's required for success. So if it comes easy, what can happen is we start thinking, well, that was too easy. I don't deserve this. And one thing I've learned for sure, and if you listen to the podcast for a while, you'll know that I believe everyone should be working and living in their zone of genius. And from that place, it can be easy. It's safe for it to be easy. And by it, I mean success. It is absolutely safe for your success to be easy and it not be luck, okay? It still requires talent. It still requires you to have the wherewithal and the wisdom to make powerful decisions in your own favor so that you can experience success. But it doesn't have to be hard. There's a common belief, and I agree with it actually, that imposter syndrome is a sign of a fixed mindset. The fixed mindset is characterized by a belief that one's intelligence and abilities are fixed and cannot be changed. It's also characterized by perfectionism and um, an unwillingness to be open to learning from mistakes. And again, I use that word mistakes in air quotes because really there are no mistakes. There are only experiments. Life is just one big experiment. And when I started thinking about it in that way, life and business, just one big experiment. When I started thinking of it that way, and sometimes I still forget, I started to have a lot more fun. I started to be open to learning and I started to be less judgmental of myself and of others when I looked at it as an experiment. When I was operating from a fixed mindset, which might surprise some of you, I have a master's degree, I'm always learning, I'm always doing this certification, that certification, I'm always learning, I'm always learning, I love learning, I call myself a learning junkie. Some of that is driven by a natural desire to know how things work and to understand and discover things. And some of it was driven, I'll be honest, by a feeling of not knowing enough yet, still not having enough information to be able to know what to do. One of the best things that my coach from a couple of years ago gave me was an exercise where I had to, for 30 days, not read, listen, or consume anybody else's ideas and just spend time 
developing my own ideas and finding my own voice. And I have done this exercise with some of my clients and my clients and I can tell you that the result of being still and listening to your own voice will teach you how much you really know already and how wise you actually already are. Yeah, there's still things you're going to look up and you could spend a lifetime listening to other people's opinions and, and advice. Who says they're right? Okay. Who says that you don't get to have an idea or an opinion of your own? So there were times when I took another training, uh, did another course, all of that because I didn't feel like I was good enough yet. I mean, one time I bought a $2,500 program by a really big international coaching company whose name I won't mention here because the webinar made me feel like I wasn't good enough yet and I really needed their stuff in order to be good enough. Okay, that was how imposter syndrome showed up for me. And I know I'm not the only one. Hands up. I can't see you, but you hands up for yourself. If you ever bought a program or a book or something like that because you didn't feel like you were good enough and you felt if I just do this one more thing, that's going to be the ticket. It's going to make me good enough. It's going to make me legit and not a fraud. By the way, I managed to get a, disc, a refund on that and that was, that was good because I didn't actually need that program. And I knew it was an addictive behavior. I knew that I was trying to fill a hole of feeling like an imposter when I bought that program because I certainly didn't need it. It was a program to help me create an online program. I'm a certified teacher. I did that for 15 years. I created programs. I think I can handle it and I think I can create a program. And yet I felt like I wasn't good enough to do that. And I was buying it from a couple of guys who've been coaches for a long time but they're not teachers and yep, they've got great skills and they've got great experience, but so do I. And so when I started owning my own greatness, my own skills, it was, I was able to shift out of that imposter syndrome. Okay. And that came from being willing to make mistakes. So just last week I did a workshop and I came up with a clever title. My own coach tells me clear is so much better than clever. And she was right. I heard it was probably my lowest attended workshop ever, even though I know the content was great. I know the people who showed up did have value. And I know that the people in my audience really, really want this material because I've given it to them before with a different title and they've showed up and they've eaten it up. And this time they didn't show up because I had a clever title instead of a clear one. In the past, that would have shut me down and would have made me feel like that was proof that I was an imposter. Now I just take it as data that that title didn't work because it didn't help, didn't help people to know what the workshop was actually about. So people with a fixed mindset tend to avoid challenges and they view failures as reflections of their abilities. I was very much living in that space while I was still open to learning and teaching. And, um, and sometimes actually those of us who are teachers can have, a, can be the worst for having a fixed mindset because we want to know how to do it right. Not that all teachers have that, but some of us are, and it's, and you may be open-minded in one area, but have a fixed mindset in other areas. So just having a look at what your mindset is around 
challenges and failure. If you're afraid of getting it wrong, like that for me was the worst possible thing was for me to get something wrong. What I've learned in recent years, everything's made up. Like, and by that, I mean, all the rules are made up. The rules about who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to be successful, how thin you're supposed to be, um, how you're supposed to be in relationships, like all of that's just made up. And yes, we agree to some of these rules to get along with each other and, and support each other and, and, you know, to have a social contract where we're nice to each other. And it's all just made up. So when we think of it that way, it's so much easier to change your mindset and adopt a growth mindset saying, okay, well, that's made up. That's a rule that it has to be hard to be successful. Well, who said? And so when I started shifting that, it's made all the difference for my bottom line and the profits in my business, but it's also made more importantly for me right now, that sense of spaciousness and freedom. When I adopted this growth mindset that I'm just gonna experiment and see what happens. Something like people not showing up because I had a stupid title for my webinar that didn't make any sense to people. It doesn't bother me. It's like, oh, that's a lesson. Whereas in the past, that would have shut me down to the point where I wouldn't have been able to do another workshop again for months. So maybe that's an exaggeration, but it would have been harder for me to do it again because my fear is that no one will come when I do a workshop. It used to be my fear. Now I was like, okay, if nobody comes, at least I get to practice. And at least I learn that that title doesn't work. So that was a real shift for me from that fixed mindset of I can't make a mistake and I'm avoiding challenges, which surprises people because I'm a high achiever. But my comfort zone is much bigger than most people. So I have to actually go really far out to get outside of my comfort zone. And so while other people look at me and think, wow, she's such a high achiever and she had taught, she takes on challenges, I know I'm not always challenging myself. And even as I say that, I'm like, is that an imposter syndrome talking or is it true? A little bit of both maybe, okay? So, and, and so what I've had to do is come to recognize that actually rather than saying, oh, my comfort zone's really big, so those achievements don't count, it's like, Yep, those achievements count. I am a courageous badass who does things that other people don't want to do. I am a courageous woman who makes powerful decisions for herself so that I can have experiences that I want to have, so that I can create the life I want to have. And owning that has been a big part of my growth. I'm still working on owning it, by the way. It's not, we're never done owning that. But adopting a growth mindset can go a long way to help you embrace challenges and view failure as an opportunity for growth rather than as an opportunity to beat yourself up for having made a mistake. So remember, your success is not determined by your intelligence or your abilities alone or even by how hard you work. Your mindset and your willingness to learn and grow are just as important, actually even more important in achieving your goals. Because when you have a growth mindset and you have a willingness to be open to possibility, it's amazing what happens when you get in alignment with a higher vibration, a higher level of energetic vibration, 
right? If I'm sitting here going, oh, woe is me, it has to be hard, and life is hard, and, and, I'm, and my business is so hard, and I suck, well, guess what? That's the proof you're going to get. And when you start raising your vibration with a willingness to be inspired, a willingness to take action, a willingness to be empowered. There's a reason I use the word willing all the time in my wonder questions, because your willingness is key. Are you willing to increase the flow of positive energy in your life? If the answer is yes, guess what will happen? Are you willing to increase the flow of abundance in your life? Guess what will happen if you say yes? Are you willing to give yourself permission to double your income? Are you willing to give yourself permission to work less hours and maintain your income or work less hours and increase your income? It all starts with you being willing. And that's so key to overcoming imposter syndrome is your willingness to receive and experience life and money and time in a different way. Now, studies have shown that both men and women experience imposter syndrome at similar rates. However, in my experience as a woman and working with probably 80% women, women may be more likely to express their feelings of self-doubt and fear of failure, while men are more likely to internalize these feelings. I had a conversation with somebody really close to me recently, a man, who shared that He doesn't feel adequate. That's imposter syndrome, okay? It's important to recognize that imposter syndrome can affect anyone regardless of gender. So I might speak a lot to women and their experience of it, but I wanna acknowledge that no matter what your gender, whether it's man, woman, or somewhere in between, trans, LGBTQ, whatever your gender and your gender identity, imposter syndrome is a human experience. And Just because someone's not expressing it doesn't mean they're not experiencing it. If you have experienced imposter syndrome or you're currently experiencing it, there are several strategies that you can use to overcome it. And some of this might require some support from a professional, either a coach like me or a counselor or therapist. I've worked with all three, coach, counselor, therapist, um, friends. I, I share this so that I can get over it. So step number one to overcoming imposter syndrome is to recognize your achievements. Make a list of your accomplishments and remind yourself what you have achieved. Recognize that your success is a result of your efforts and your talent. Notice I didn't say hard work, okay? It's a result of your efforts, your talents, your decisions. Not saying you don't have to work hard, but it doesn't have to be hard, okay? I work really hard in my business and it's super freaking fun. Okay. And when it's not fun, I outsource that to Emily. Listen to my um, podcast on hiring an assistant and you'll learn more about that. But it can be fun. It can be easeful. It may not be easy running a business, but it's easy. It can be, but it can be easeful. Number two, to help you overcome imposter syndrome, talk to someone Share your feelings with someone you trust, a therapist, a mentor, a friend, a coach. Talking about your feelings will help you gain perspective and realize that you are definitely not alone. And 
They can ask you questions that you may not ask yourself. When we get in our heads and our internal judge is telling us that we're not good enough, that voice can get really loud. And then it's hard to hear any other voice. And then when you speak those voices out loud and shine a light on them, they lose their power. That's the thing about our limiting beliefs. If you bring them out into the light, they will disintegrate eventually. It's kind of like they're vampires, right? Vampires, depending on the mythology you're following, vampires can't be in the sunlight. You bring those limiting thoughts, which are vampires sucking the life and energy out of your creativity and your inspiration. You bring those out into the light, they will disintegrate. Okay. Number three, challenge your negative thoughts. When you experience a self-doubt, challenge your negative thoughts. You can do the five minute mindset makeover, which is to notice it, name it, reframe it, take inspired action. When you notice the, the thought, I want to check first, what was the feeling that came first? Or sorry, I said wrong order. It's actually the thought that comes before the feeling. So if you're feeling like you're an imposter, you're feeling like a fraud, there's usually a thought, always a thought that came first. And the thought is usually something like, I'm not good enough. Oh my gosh, what if they found out, find out I don't really know what I'm doing? What if I make a mistake and they get mad at me? What if I don't measure up to their expectations? Okay, whatever that thought is. And then it comes and then it's very quickly followed by a fear feeling, right? If you're, gonna, if you're afraid of being caught out and found out as an imposter, of course you're going to feel fear, which is a stress response. And if you have that stress response in your body, we want to check in. What is that stress response coming from? So what's the thought? Could be a belief. And beliefs are just thoughts we've thought so many times that we believe they're true. So you check in on the thought or the belief that's behind the feeling. And then you ask yourself, is this true? Is this helpful? And then you reframe it. What's another way of looking at it? If I find out I don't know what I'm doing, I am resourceful and wise and creative and I know how to get the answers. Most of the people that I work with are in service-based professions where they are expected to be the expert, either in real estate or mortgages or finance or various types of consulting. And they're expected to be the expert. And I always remind them that what you're the expert of is knowing how to get the answers, how to solve the problems. You may not have the exact detail in a moment, in the moment that it's called for, but you know how to get it probably better than the people that you're serving. That's why they're working with you. Okay. So reframing the story and then taking some inspired action. And sometimes the inspired action is asking someone else for help, whether it's a coach, a mentor, Um, somebody who has the answer to your question, maybe it's a superior at your, at your brokerage or your firm. Number four for overcoming imposter syndrome is to be open and willing to accept constructive criticism. If you have a fixed mindset, you're not going to be open to any feedback. When you cultivate that growth mindset and are open to feedback, you can use that to improve. I take advantage of that all the time now. And there was a time in the past where I was embarrassed to ask for feedback. I was like, I know how to do this. I got it. I, I should know how to do this. I don't need anybody's feedback. Now I'm just like, here's what I got. How can you help me? You know, who can help me make sure that this is what I want it to be? Who can I turn to who will ask me questions that'll help me to see 
something I didn't see before. Okay, so learning to accept feedback is key to overcoming your imposter syndrome and realizing that you can accept feedback and not know everything and you're not going to die alone in the wilderness for not knowing everything. Okay, it will help you become a better professional and a better person. It'll give you freedom to just be more patient and loving with yourself, which who doesn't want that? Okay, that's one of my wonder questions, actually. Are you willing to be more loving to yourself? Number five. Practice self-care. Take care of yourself by getting enough rest, eating well, and engaging in activities that you enjoy. Self-care can help you feel more confident and capable. As entrepreneurs, which most of my listeners are, we can get really caught up in our business. I know I can. I have to be super, super intentional about bringing play and lightness and fun into my life. It's really easy for me to just like, Keep working. I take the morning. My morning is my sacred time for, for creativity and meditation and movement and yoga. And then it's really easy for me to just work through the whole day, take a break for dinner, maybe go for a walk and then work some more. And so I have to intentionally plan things to get out in the evening so that I'm interacting with other people and having some play because it's really easy for me to slip. Oh, I've got one more thing I have to do. One more thing I have to do. And so practicing self-care is another part of really taking care of yourself so that you can feel more confident. Because I tell you, when I take an evening out with friends, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the, I've created a life where I can do this. Or I take an afternoon and go to the beach. Okay. Or right now I'm looking at taking a couple of weeks work where I'm just going to go somewhere warm and sunny with a pool and work from there for a couple of weeks because I can. And that's self-care too. Okay. And self-care is also taking care of your mental fitness as well as your physical fitness. Just as mental fitness, sorry, just as physical fitness requires time and energy to build and maintain so too, it takes time to build and maintain your mental fitness. And if you're not doing anything to take care of your mental fitness with mindfulness techniques or meditation is actually, the I think, one of the best. Tapping, EFT, tapping. Um, I have videos for that on my YouTube channel that you can check out. The, the one that's probably easiest for you to start with would be come to your senses, which is a mindfulness exercise that I use almost every day to, as a gateway into my meditation time. And you can use it on its own. There are some tapping videos on my YouTube channel as well that'll help you kind of reprogram your mind and work on your mental fitness. And if you want to know more about mental fitness and what that is all about, you can definitely reach out. I'm happy to have that conversation with you. We can take 20 minutes. We can check what you're doing already that is building your mental fitness and how you can just fine tune that a little bit so that you can actually really make the most of that, right? You have maximum gains for, for time spent. Now remember overcoming imposter syndrome will take time and effort. Be patient with yourself and focus on your progress, not perfection, because that really is the key to overcoming the imposter syndrome, because imposter syndrome is a function of perfectionism. When you allow yourself progress over perfection, you'll be able to begin to set yourself free from this pattern of punishing yourself for not being good enough. My longing for you, dear listener, is that you will 
recognize just how wonderful you already are, how deserving and valuable and worthy you are just by the very fact that you are here on this planet listening to this podcast. You are worthy of all the good and the success that you have created and all the good and the success and the freedom and wealth and impact that you are desiring to create going forward. And I'm here to help you with that. Whether it's you just tuning in and listening to my podcast, thank you for that. Because when you choose to listen and grow in this way and take what I share here and apply it to your life and your business, you're expanding into a better version of you, into a higher version of you. And you doing that will inspire other people to do the same. When we expand, we inspire other people and together we make the world a better place. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for doing the work to be a better version of yourself because it really will make a difference. And if you're feeling like you want some help with that so that you can really move forward and break free from imposter syndrome once and for all, or at least not once and for all, you can break free once and for all from being held captive by it. It'll always be there, but it gets weaker and weaker and you will recognize it when it shows up and be easily able to intercept it and move on. If you're ready for that, if you're ready for a new way of being in the world, ready to call back your power and to really step into all that you can be, do, and have, I invite you to reach out and connect. Let's book a 20-minute call and let me at least point you in the right direction to get you started on this journey. Make a wonderful day, friends. Keep being stellar. And don't forget, it really is your time to shine and you're ready for the next step. Take care. I'll see you soon.